0: this is mish hancock and you are listening to mishmash a place where i get to talk to the weird wacky wonderful people of this world people i adore and want to know more about today my guest is rhoda banks rhoda invites us to get the rhoda experience (laughs) she is a talent optimizer people are her passion and priority and I love that so yes, much. Hi yes. Rhoda. Hi, Mish. We met at Be Heard. Yes. The, yes. the women's leadership conference out at St. Louis University. So I'm excited that we have got to know each other over it's been we've done it's been a couple of years. A couple now. of years. Yeah. And now you're on my podcast. I am so excited. But I was so excited to talk to you because I feel like one of the things you are amazing at doing is helping people to understand what it's like to walk in your shoes. Yeah. You're very, uh, you know, you've got that empathy mm-hmm. and compassion and all of that. And people, you are help helping people. Here's what it's like to walk mm-hmm. in my shoes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to teach you how to walk in your yes. shoes in a more powerful and wonderful way.
1: Yes. Didn't even know I was doing all that, but it is very intentional. Well, yeah, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about the Rhoda yay, experience. Yay. Someone asks me, they say, how would you describe it? What is it? And I say, hopefully by the end of an experience or exchange with me, you would know. Right. And right. it isn't really anything that I plan. It is, I believe, it's unconscious. And it's just the way that the Lord has built me. And so I really prioritize people, even sometime over myself, which well, is not always. Don't do thing. that. Because you, I matter. you, right. You yeah. matter. Exactly. And, and without without me, then I can't be a blessing to others. So exactly. Um the the way I do that mostly is because I'm very interested in other people and their stories. And then I'm always seeking for ways to how can I support you? What are your goals and aspirations? How can I help you get there? Right. And so that's always in the back of my mind when I'm interacting with others. I just recently moved as I shared with you. And oh, I became an friends. Experience, Rhoda. <laughs> I became friends with the moving company, the pod people who delivered the pods, the uh, junk removal individuals because I feel energy. Yes. And so when it's positive energy, it draws me in and then I draw them in and we exchange and interact. And these are people who I end up somehow staying connected with throughout life.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I, it's one of the things I love about. The, the now time is that we are able to stay connected yes. with people because of social media. I mean, I know social media mm. has there's people doing things right. wish they weren't right. doing on social media. But for those of us that are like
1: the positive people yes. that are
0: loving people, it's an amazing way to keep up. It
1: is. So those that are leveraging social media for good mm-hmm. is a positive thing. That's mm-hmm. what we
0: want everyone to do. Yes. Leverage things for good. Yes. Um. But we get it. People have their traumas and experiences, <laughs> yes. and we get it. Mm-hmm. So when you work with, like, how, what do people come to you? Did, did they come to you say, Rhoda, I, I, I want to get to this place, and I don't know how to get there, mm-hmm. and I need guidance?
1: I have an example. So one young lady, uh, Kristen, reached out to me through LinkedIn maybe four or five years ago. Okay. Never met her. She never met me, but she was working at a large healthcare system here in St. Louis where I used to work. Okay. And I had since moved on, but my reputation hadn't. And so when she got there, she started hearing about me. And so she reached out and she said, I have a desire to move up in HR. And she was, I forget, like in a project manager type role. Okay. And so I had this really good conversation with her, and because I had that same desire and wasn't in HR but wanted to get there. I had walked in that path. How cool that she did that. Know yes.
0: to, yes. yes. to people. Reach out to people that you think can help you. And I mean, there's so many people I think like, oh, mm-hmm. they wouldn't talk to
1: me. The worst they could say is no. Yeah, Right. Or ignore They'll, they'll say no. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, all right, fine. Yes. I'll yes. move on. But I didn't. And I shared with her ways that you can build experience and your network before you even get there. There you go. And so, one, I said, you can volunteer for opportunities that are related to the type of job you're looking for. You can get on committees and join professional organizations and don't just join, become active. Yes, yeah, them. right. Joining yeah. is one yes. thing, but you actually... Leading to... a committee, co-leading a committee, yes. uh, speaking at their lunch, uh, speaking engagements, going to those and networking. Mm-hmm. And also don't be afraid like she did with me to schedule time with individuals, coffee chats, etc. And that was a very fulfilling. Like, I get so fulfilled when I have those kind of conversations. Right. Time passed. I'm also a mentor for the St. Louis Organizational Development Organization. So okay. they have like a networking group. Okay. And it's, fo- it's focused on OD. And so they have a mentoring program. So wait, what's OD? Organizational Development. Gotcha. Yeah, where you focus on helping build the talent and the organization. As okay. Okay. So, for seven years now, I've been part of the mentoring program, and they recently launched the new the new mm-hmm. cycle, and they match you with a mentee. Oh, so you fill out all this paperwork, application, answer all these questions, and then the 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 proteges are doing the same, and the people managing the program match. Guess who they match you with? Kristen. That's so cool. And we had not talked since four or five years ago. When oh my had, gosh! And we had never met. That's amazing. So now I'm formally mentoring her, and we meet like once a month for lunch. And so I think we're we're going on our third meeting coming up. And I was like that. That's not a coincidence. Uh, oh, no. I, you know, <laughs> as
0: I get older, I I used to think coincidences were such a thing. Right. Now I just think it's a word for supposed yes. to happen. Yes. You know, because yes. it amazes me. I mean, just too many things have happened to me at this point right. that I'm like, that was not a coincidence. <laughs> that was supposed to right. happen. That was meant to happen. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I'm at this place mm-hmm. at the right, right time, time for this person or this situation yes. or what have you to be in my life. And I've learned to really bless yes. the coincidences, yes. if you will, you know.
1: And she has moved up. Not only did she get an HR, she's moved up and now she's a people leader. Oh, a for people a people leader. For a That's senior good. citizen organization. And thriving and super bright. Like I met with her and I, I want to meet Kristen. That's now I'm all right. in this whole senior
0: living thing. Yes. I would love to talk yes. to her. Because that's, you know, I'm I'm I've been so it's called the Colonnade. Mm-hmm. It's out um it's out in O'Fallon, Illinois. Okay. I've been hanging out there with the staff and the residents yes. and all the team and That's where I, I live in O'Fallon. Uh, do you really? Mm-hmm. I adore it yes. out there. And I've learned so much about the senior market and yes. I'm really drawn to it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to meet Kristen. Yeah, Do I, I get can get to meet connect Kristen? you. This is all right.
1: about the power of Coincidences. Connection. I think not. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Yes. And when I shared with her last meeting, I said, this isn't, a one-way street. I hope you know you're not just, I'm just pouring into you. I'm getting things out of her. Yes. And so I was working on this initiative at work. And I say, I'm struggling with this one. I need and an activity, an experience as part of this session I was doing. She sent me all these things. She gave me all these ideas. I say, see, I'm learning just as much from you. Oh, that's beautiful. And this beautiful. is another reason why I love connecting with and coaching and mentoring others is because I'm a lifelong learner. And so that's a way to learn, too. And it's also a way for me to keep my cup full. I'm also an adjunct professor for Webster University. I teach online courses for HR. And some of those students stay connected. So I have one who don't even live in St. Louis because, you know, Webster is all over. Right, right, yeah. And when you're online, you can engage with people in all kind of places. And this lady reached out to me. She was a student, and she said, if I'm ever in St. Louis— I want to connect with you and her and her husband came to St. Louis for the graduation. We didn't get to meet. I was sick I think during the time, but she reached out. Oh, she followed cool. through and I was like, "Wow."
0: So, an HR, wow. I mean, that has changed. Yes. So, I mean, it's one of those um it's one of those industries Mm -hmm. skill sets that you have to be on top of i don't think you can be an hr not be a lifelong learner because of you're dealing with all these different people Mm -hmm. and all the legalities and so Mm -hmm. um so from when you first started with hr to what it looks like now like what are the significant changes
1: And let me qualify that. I like to say I'm on the proactive side of HR. All right. I like that. I'm in the space where if we do it well, you will have less legal issues. You will have less employee relations issues. I'm on the side where you pour into and develop the people, which I I love. Well, that makes sense for you to do. And I like that a lot better myself. And how it has evolved. So the field of HR started off as very personnel-like, Administrative, almost like secretaries, and right. admin services. It is so different now. We're more strategic partners with the business leaders. Okay. And so these leaders now are engaging in this new era of HR, and they're not making decisions without their HR partner. I lead a center of excellence, so. That's another evolvement in HR. You now have what they call centers of excellence or centers of expertise, meaning that you have functions who specialize in specific things. Okay. And so my specialty has been talent management. Got yeah. And it includes recruitment, succession planning, performance management, leadership development, the full spectrum of talent. Got yeah. And you have other areas like uh compensation or benefits and sometimes they go together, benefits and comp. Well, there's a third one that has emerged recently and it's culture and inclusion. Yes. And I recently was promoted to to lead that area. And so I'm the executive head of culture and inclusion, which includes focusing on our culture because pre-COVID, the organization I work at, they were just in three states and people had to come into a physical building since COVID. They've been remote. And we now made a decision that we're not going to require people to come in. And so now we went from having employees in three states to having employees in 43 states. Wow. Well, how do you maintain and sustain your culture? And your culture. Yeah. Yeah. So our leaders have to lead differently. It's a digital world now. Yeah. So, how do you have to be very intentional about connecting with your people beyond the work that they do, beyond the output of in the results that they produce? You have to get to know them on a personal level. You have to be tapped into how they're doing physically, mentally, emotionally, because not everyone does well working from home. I love that. And yeah, and mm-hmm. I and and it's true and the I mean the workplace itself
0: has changed immensely. Yes. The the whole pre-covid thing. We're going to be using mm-hmm. that term a lot, yes. right? Yes. Um so now you've got these 43 states, mm-hmm. people all over um I mean, I, I'm imagining lots of Zoom meetings, yes, of course. <laughs> but what are other ways that they check in? Like did, yeah. what do you have in place to help them check in? Yeah. Like, hey, not doing great. Here's right, how I'm feeling. Because right. isolation and loneliness is for real in the post COVID really world. Is. I mean, it was it was definitely for real pre COVID, mm-hmm. but now it's like taken up to this whole other level. Mm-hmm. I know with um the senior citizen mm-hmm. centers, you know. They, the there's so many people that now s- a certain infrastructure is right. in place, right? So, I can call DoorDash mm-hmm. and get food. Mm-hmm. I can have Instacart bring my groceries. Right. Like I don't have to leave right. anymore. I can stay. And my my daughter now works at home, so mm-hmm. I can stay with with mm-hmm. her. And I don't I don't need to go into assisted living. Right. The big thing they're missing out on is the so- socialization, the socialization, and the activities and. You know, you said Mm -hmm. lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Lifelong learning doesn't stop at Mm -hmm. any age. Mm -hmm. Um, You still need to be engaging in something to keep your brain working and moving Mm -hmm. and your body working and moving.
1: You're going to hear me use the word. I probably have said it five times now. Intentional.
0: Mm -hmm. Intentional. Intentionality.
1: It requires you to plan. It requires you to plan Mm -hmm. the socialization. And so that's what I'm teaching our leaders now. And we're actually in the middle of an initiative where I've worked with groups of leaders across our organization to say, what are our culture norms and practices and mm-hmm. habits? Mm-hmm. What were they before we were a remote environment? But right. what have they organically evolved to? And these are the things that we just naturally do. In, my, in our culture, we're cameras on. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your camera on, people be like waiting for you to. Like is something wrong, right? And whereas my sister works at an organization, and their culture is cameras off, and really? if you have okay. your camera on, you stand out in a weird way. So
0: I'm a camera on person, yes. but I I have people mm-hmm. that I love and adore that are camera off yes, people. They yes. just aren't comfortable with right. it, so I
1: don't make them do it. There's but a lot of science behind it. One is it's a with everything is pluses and minuses, but the pluses are you can build connection quicker mm-hmm. uh, exactly. with the cameras on, but there is an element of fatigue and it impacts your mental state. Okay. And this is true. When I heard this, I was like, this is true because I experienced this personally. You're looking at yourself all the time. Oh yeah. You. So are. then you're critiquing yourself. Yes. So then I'm saying I don't want my arms in a camera shot because <laughs> they' so big and people uh, see me. Oh, I just need to really lose weight. Oh, I'm, I'm having all these calm, all this negative internal dialogue yeah. while I'm pretending to be paying attention and engaged in this meeting. It's true, so, and I don't want to yeah. do that to myself.
0: But I do catch myself t- sometimes mm-hmm. going, you know, Gosh, I'm so shiny. Should I put powder yes, on right yes. now? You know, and and oh wow, my my. My elevens are really right. showing up <laughs> lately, you know. And then there's, but then there's this other part of me that has um, come to just embrace, like, me too. you know what? I am, I boy, am I not, am. yeah. And I'm not gonna run out and get Botox. It's just not my Mm-mm. thing. Um, I do the best I can right. with what I got, yes. and it's just, yeah. If you can't accept me, well, I don't know what. And to the tell thing you. <laughs> I've
1: told myself is, you know what? Uh, I do this. I see the inside of people first.
0: Mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah
1: right exactly <laughs> and and then i don't really pay attention to all of this i feel your energy that which i felt with i first met you
0: that's how I felt <laughs> with you. So the, it's it's really true, mm-hmm. and I know people don't understand this if they if they don't operate this way because I've had friends in my life that have said things like, mm-hmm. "Well, didn't you notice my new haircut?" or "Didn't you notice I, I lost weight?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't." <laughs> and it's not that I'm. I'm not, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just that I feel energy, Mm -hmm. spirit, Mm -hmm. I feel the Mm -hmm. love, I feel who Mm -hmm. you are showing up as, as a human being in this world. And I, you know, and not that I don't love our human suits, I love them, you know what I mean? It's just not the
1: first First, part of mm -hmm. what I've noticed. And I think that, um, I mean... Wouldn't the world be so better, much better place if others like that i was sharing because i'm very open and transparent so i share a lot about how i'm feeling mm-hmm. and what i'm thinking Yep. and so i was sharing with one of our executives and his wife my husband and i were in their city visiting and we went to dinner and i shared how uh when we were in big meetings like we had a all leadership meeting it was like 200 people and i don't see anybody look like me and i'm the heaviest one in the room and his wife said the I'll never forget it. She said the most kindest where She said, when I see you, all I see is your light. Yeah, it's the light. Yes,
0: That is the most beautiful part of a mm-hmm. person. And then you also see when people are dark. Right. Like, you do. Where mm-hmm. is your light? Yes. You, you know, why are you shut down? Yes. What's going on with you? Yes. How can we get that light mm-hmm. to shine? Um, but I think that. I mean, you know, I go back and forth with this Mm because every time I think that we're evolving a little bit more, we're we're not so caught up on, this is the perfect body type right now, which changes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have the perfect body type at this particular time in history, you're just not (laughs) (laughs) going to be, you know, on magazine covers. Whereas there's, you know, we're starting to see that openness and acceptance somewhat. We still need to have it more.
1: Have you seen A Little Mermaid? I haven't seen it yet. I highly encourage anyone of any age to go. I went and what they did was what we need to see more of in movies. They totally ignored race, color, ethnicity. They ignored it. I love it. The mermaid was African-American. She had mermaid sisters. She had one that was white and blonde with blue eyes. She had one that was Asian. She had one that looked like they could have been from Nigeria, Ethiopia. Her dad was Latina. The love interest was white. The mother of the love interest was African-American female. Everybody was different, but they just ignored. I loved it. I was like, that's.
0: That's awesome.
1: This is and what I we need to see more. It, and, <laughs> and, and, and
0: race and all yes. that does not have to be the center no. of the subject matter. Yes. I mean, let's just like move beyond and be yes. people together. Because yes. that's um, the
1: one thing. So part of my role is culture and the other part is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so I had to present to our board members. So I work in agriculture banking. So it's very that's very specific. Very white, Ah, older generation, right? A lot is heavy male, but it's a lot of female, okay? Which I'm very proud to see females banking um, owning vineyards and things like that. So I'm presenting this topic is very sensitive. It can be triggering, for that audience because there's a perception, especially for the older generation. Equality means I lose something. Mm. Equity means less for me. Right. And it doesn't. No, more and for So all. I prepared my talk and discussion with them intentionally focused on one thing. We are all human. I love that. And so the, the one lady was triggered. She said things that was very obvious that she was uncomfortable with this topic. And she said things that, would normally be offensive to others, but I wasn't offended because that was her truth, and so that's very honorable <laughs> of you, yes, to, and very graceful, yes. And that's what they all told me in the room. The lawyers that were there, they were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> why is this woman?" <laughs> we talking want our about- people to feel safe when they come present to the board. I felt safe because I, right. I knew that my leadership team had my back. Good. And and I knew that she was just coming from a place of, you know, lack of awareness, et cetera. And so what everything she tried to challenge me with, I said, we're human. Let's just focus on that.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're all human. Right. Yeah. We actually are all in the same family, yes. even though you might not think so. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I love
0: it. Well, so mm-hmm. tell people where they can learn more about you. Yeah.
1: So I have a Facebook page. It's Rhoda Banks. And I have an Instagram page. It's Rota Banks. <laughs> and I have a LinkedIn account and it's Rota Banks. And a quick uh, fun story about the LinkedIn. I was at breakfast waiting for a seat. It was an hour wait uh, with a girlfriend of mine on a Saturday morning. And this group, we were sitting outside on a bench and this big family walked out and a young lady stopped that was with the family. She said, oh, you Rota Banks. I said yes. Yeah. She's said, oh, like, "I'll follow you on LinkedIn." Don't you? You're love so that? inspirational. I say thank you. I didn't know I was famous. Isn't that <laughs> fun? It's
0: great feedback, though, right, right? Because right. it's like, okay, I'm I'm doing the right thing. Because yes. not we don't on social we don't always get the feedback. Yes, you know from our so friends, true. you know we get stuff, but it's good to know so that true. there's yes. somebody outside of that. Friendship realm that's yeah. paying attention.
1: I've gone to dinner with people who've reached out to me on LinkedIn that I didn't know. I've gone to Starbucks with people. So, anyone that's out there that's looking for, you know, to network, to connect, for mentoring, for advice, I am open to ask. It. I am uh, truly, my Myers Briggs shows that I'm um, middle. I, I prefer extroversion and introversion. <laughs> So, All right. <laughs> most people think I'm extroverted. I'm- most people think I'm extroverted too,
0: but I have my, yeah. extro- I mean, I, I think I can I, just I have do to both. like go home and mm-hmm. be quiet yes, sometimes I and too. just be with myself and, mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I love people. But right now, I just need to like yes. recharge and renew. And yeah. I think
1: I'm an introverted extrovert.
0: Yeah, I think I am too. <laughs> people are always always surprised by yes. that. They just think so you I run am. around all day. Yeah, and right. I'm like, I do get exhausted. Yeah, I do get exhausted. and I need me time. You know, yes. so so I have some fun um, some fun questions okay. for you. I would like to know your favorite childhood story about your Dean's List football player at SIUE. Oh, Jalen. my the s- Jalen Booth. Oh, my gosh. I little no.
1: I call him Jalen How tall is he? He's t- 6'4", yeah. 290. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but to you, he's little. I get you. But I was, I was stalking you, of Aww. course. And I was like,
1: oh. Yeah, this is an amazing story. So I have two sons. Okay. My oldest son is... 31, just turned 31, and chose, made bad choices and ended up mentally ill. Okay. It's states away from us in in prison. I'm very transparent. And Jalen, my youngest, witnessed at a young age a lot of turmoil that we went through with my oldest son. Right. So one day I asked Jalen when he was younger, what's your greatest fear? And he said, ended up like little James, which is my oldest. Aww. And I say, oh, so I believe that Jalen has intentionally made an effort to be successful and to be low key. When I say no problems, like it just seems almost too good to be true. This kid has caused no problems. And I'm um, about to tear up. I really I, I often would thank him as he was growing up. For giving me that, because I felt like it was a gift. I really would hug him and thank him for not giving, causing any, like, any yes. issues. Always an honor roll student, an athlete. He gets to SI. He gets, he wanted to earn a Division I scholarship. He had several offers from Syracuse, big schools. And when COVID hit, he lost those because a lot of kids had to stay. So they, they didn't have the funds. So then he ended up with no offers. And then his coach, high school coach, Carl Reed, I'm indebted to him for life. He poured so much into these young men. He cared so deeply about them. And he said, Rhoda, I don't want you to worry. Jalen's gonna get a scholarship. Oh, And he did, he got two more offers, one from Mary State and one from SIU-Cormandale. He chose them because I think he felt like the program was small enough for him. Right. And he could succeed. And when he got there, they have to go through camp. They're in camp now. He's probably outside in the heat right now. Yeah, um, right. And I pray for him. When he got there, uh, he didn't pass the physical. they say they had a heart murmur. So I was so oh, nervous. Yeah, He had to go through all these tests, came back. they say it's no, it's nothing. It's not the kind of murmur you worry about. He went through the physical this year, the murmur's gone. Yay. He went through all the heat. He went through all of that. And he was not, co- like, conversating with us because mm-hmm. my husband is like, how did you do? Do you think you're going to start? And so Jalen said, I just wanted to get through this on my own. Oh. And so he did not start. He actually didn't play. He was redshirted. And so I got a call from his high school coach and said, Rhoda, something, y- you all need to go up there to the school. Something's going on with Jalen. They say he's not like showing up like he want to beat her. He's not turning in his work, so not like him. Yeah, not
0: like him at all. So we
1: we drop everything in the middle of the day, drive to SIU, connect with him. And I say, you know you're at risk of losing your scholarship. And you could tell on his face. I said, what is going on? So then we went in and we met with him and one of the coaches, the coach who recruited him. And he said, well, I'm going to be honest. My confidence has been crushed Since I got red shirt and I feel like I didn't do good in the summer camp. And I feel like I'm starting over. And at the same time in unison, all of us said, you are. You are. Actually, every play. But it's awesome
0: that he was able to voice that. It was.
1: It was. Since then, uh, I would check in with the coach. he said, we're seeing a difference. We see a sense of urgency, et cetera. From that moment, he made the Dean's List. Nice. I don't know if anybody that's not a athlete under student athlete will understand how that's hard, hard that is yeah
0: because you have a ton of practice and now you're also they doing a ton of no studying time. yeah
1: right <laughs> uh and so that was amazing how he went from that to that and not only that the, the the uh the position coach so we went to the spring game they went from we don't know if Jalen want to be here to he said which Jalen bank which Jalen are you here for i said "Jalen banks he said oh yeah I'm his position coach. He said, 180 degree, 180 That's degree. That's awesome. So then Jalen had a meeting with the coach and the head coach uh, recently. And that that position coach said, you have the potential to be a very special player, which we always knew. And then the head coach said the same thing. And they gave him a shout out at the team meeting for his grades. Oh, and so, yes. Yes. Jalen has just been, he said uh, when he was in high school, they had a meeting, a team building, and the coaches say, what motivates you? Why do you want to make it in this sport? And Jalen told them, I said, what did you say? He said, I told them that my parents have another son, I have a brother, and they've never had a son that's been successful, and I want to be that for them. Oh, my gosh. You and I have a lot
0: more in common mm-hmm. than you know. Yes, because I uh, I have a similar story. Mm-hmm. My daughter Mickey is mm-hmm. that kid, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Did, did never gave me problems. Just did right. everything. But I adopted mm-hmm. a, a a young boy that. Um, ended up yeah. is now in prison named james as yeah. well by mm. the way and um was no coincidence yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah and and i feel the same with her i mean yeah. i, I kept, as she was growing i kept saying thank you because mm-hmm. you know we live in like yes. a circus right yes. now and i don't know what to do about this mm-hmm. and i'm trying to figure all this out but i was dealing with the Department of Children's Services, yes. which is a whole, whole other, other. other just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I was always looking at them going, he is a sociopath. I mean, that's right. that's what, right. you know, the mm-hmm. mental health professionals began saying about him at some point. And, and I was like, and I'm going to tell you, you yeah. guys are kind of sociopaths as well. Right. Like, what's wrong <laughs> with you people? Right. Is it, it's the most bizarre yeah. thing I've ever had to deal with in my, in my life. If we don't but, have good... Systems, terrible and systems to help and like this. They don't. Um, and rather than acknowledge that hey yeah you know our mm-hmm. systems are terrible let's let's work right. on something together it's more like well we're gonna point our fingers at you the parent yes. and make you seem like the issue because then it makes us look good yes. and we don't have to really yes. do anything about it and mm-hmm. you're like mm, that's a cool way to solve a problem right. <laughs> so uh but yeah so he is is also in prison but I thanked my daughter mm-hmm. all as she was growing yes. up of being like I know this is hard like it's almost like you don't get to make a mistake Right, because he's making all of them, <laughs> right. and therefore there's no room for mistakes right. from you. And I want you to know, I'm I acknowledge that, yes. but also thank you so right. much. I mean, right. I I I I need it's in a weird way mm-hmm. that balancing yes. of I needed it's you really to a be awesome mm-hmm. because this is so much to handle. It is, you know. Is.
1: And he watched me go through it as a kid. I remember uh, little James was in a car with us. We had went to church. It was just me him. And Jalen. And Jalen had to have been about seven. And I'm driving down 40. Lil' James has had an episode at the church. Mm-hmm. We get in the car. He hasn't let down. He's yelling at me, demanding that I give him money, demanding I buy him a ticket, a plane ticket to Dallas. Just random. And so I was trying to talk and reason with him. And Jalen is in the back seat, and he said, Mom, just be quiet. Because what Glue James did next was open that car door while I was driving down 40.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it was so scary. So I just was quiet all the way home from that moment. So it was constant episodes, constant. Crossing trauma. lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the,
0: my, for me, I always felt like you crossed lines I didn't even know no. existed. Yes. So I don't see this coming because right. I didn't know there was that line right. that could be crossed. Yes. And it's just, whew, all yes. right, we both <laughs> have survived that. Yes. So yay on us. Yes. And we came out positive. And I used to can talk about it without crying. So, oh, me either. Yeah. <laughs> me either. I mean, it, I used to just break down. Yes. It's been... It's just been a lot mm-hmm, of working through mm-hmm. all of it to get to a place where yes. you and, and now I look at it and I I, mm-hmm. I mean I see pictures of me back yes. and I think, oh my gosh,
1: I look yeah. old and tired. My face I went exhausted. to the doctor and my face was peeling. The whole face had scaled up and the doctor said, What are you stressed yeah, out about? It's so mm-hmm. much that's why I yeah. lost my hair. Yes. It all came out with stress. Yes. And, you
0: know, and it's it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. you you you're doing your best. Yes. I mean, I kept the thing I thought of was, all right. I lost all my hair, but I got up every morning right. and I did what I needed to do yes. to, you know, keep my daughter safe. To mm-hmm. get it, just you do your best. Yes, right. But That's it right. is really hard. Okay, yay on yes. us. Yes. Well, I have mm. a much easier okay. question for you. Do, have you? Do you have you had a dream lately that you actually remembered and thought that is so weird?
1: <laughs> I did actually. Um, I say, the Lord speaks to me and gives me quotes. oh so one of them I I remember quite often and he said, just because you're not in first place doesn't mean you're not winning. oh, I love so that I, I never forget that. So the other day I woke up, I don't know if it was a dream or what, but these words were in my head and he said stop trying and just do it yes that's right and it stayed with me all day stop trying and just do just do (laughs) just do
0: even if i mean i've been i've been doing some things lately that (laughs) may not seem like i mean they're not in my Mm. um not like on my resume but they've been with me forever and i was like I'm just going to start
1: just playing just with this because right.
0: I want to, and I know I have this yes. other skill and I want to, you know, be, be a part of it and mm-hmm. just explore it and see what happens. And I think that, you know, we, we, we get to do that. Yes. Yeah. We're living here. We get to, we get to, to do that. I don't do think people that,
1: realize yeah. that the chances of being born is like one in four billion. Right. So the fact that we are here says something. Right. And we need to figure out what is our purpose? Why am I meant to be here? What impact am I meant to leave and be working towards that? And maybe all of these challenges that have been put before me,
0: there's a reason for them. Yes. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you know this, Mm -hmm. um, but everybody that comes on this podcast i just they're notably kind human beings yes. they are they live <laughs> kindness mm-hmm. so just share with us something recent you've either, either uh witnessed you gave you mm-hmm.
1: you you received when it comes to kindness so i call myself a chronic giver <laughs> ooh nice <laughs> sometimes i think though i need to pause and listen like is this the right place to sow this seed mm-hmm. but no matter what i'd rather so incorrectly than to miss the opportunity to sew when I should have. Gotcha. Okay, so I went to, you know, Adrian Bracy. Yes, I she was to... on our stage, on our TEDx yes. stage once. I love it. I went to Adrienne's, uh vision boarding session and there was a young lady there who, I don't even know her name, remember her name, uh, but she stood out because she shared that she wasn't going to come. And Adrian met her at a store she worked at. And Adrian mentioned that she should come to this event. And the young lady, I think, had four or five kids. And she couldn't afford the ticket. And Adrian said, Just come. Aww. And her kids was like, Mom, you, you should do this, this for you. And she said, Her daughter was going to a dance. And she said, I'll just wear the dress that I wore last year. And the son say, I'll just do, I'll skip whatever. So that she could come and focus on herself. That's so So awesome. she shared that with the room. And I had recently been blessed. We get a bonus every year. And I, have prior to up until six years ago, I had worked in non-profit healthcare had never gotten a bonus. Didn't know what it even felt like. I was like, oh my God, all these years I could have been working in for-profit and building wealth. Um So biggest bonus I had ever got in my life, biggest check I had ever got. And I said, I got to sow something in the life of somebody I don't know. Mm Because everybody I know, I'm always blessing. And so when she shared that, I said, it's her. And then I kept being apprehensive because I was like, I don't want to scare her. I don't want to offend her. And so the more at the end of the session, she ended up being in a circle talking with me and two of my friends that were there. And I said, this, this, I need to do this. So I asked her for her cash app. and I cashed out her a thousand dollars and she broke down crying. Oh and as a result, gosh. my other friend cashed out her 500. So I don't know, like, was she worthy of? Don't know. Don't care. Um, did she do the right thing? Don't know. You don't care. You felt it though and went but with that's, that I just and went honored with, that feeling. I just wanted to sow that seed into the life of someone that could make a difference.
0: And I truly believe that that is one of the ways to build Mm -hmm. wealth for yourself is to make sure that, you know, whatever the abundance Mm -hmm. for yourself is great, but you have to share that abundance with others. others. That's
1: part of our... It's like planting flowers or planting fruit around you. If you're not planting, you're going to be desolate. That's how I look at it. So... You'll never be without as long as you're giving. As long as you're giving,
0: mm-hmm. that's uh, That was a great road to yes. experience. Yes. thank <laughs> you. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you came on. Thanks today. for having me. I, Mish. I so appreciate I it. I love
1: that you're doing this. Keep doing what yeah. you do.
0: Let's keep talking yes. about
1: kindness. We yes. need more of that, we do. right? So and it's just the simplest thing to so do. So simple, the world. but it so has powerful. the greatest impact. And the other thing I wanted to share was that. Another reason why it's important to be kind, it's not always about giving something tangible. I love to give compliments. Yeah. Compliments um, shout out huge. to Shannon Norman, who is the founder of the movement, Accept the Compliment. You love should it. have her on one love day. Love it. I will. I yes. will. <laughs> Introduce me. And then what I wanted to say was, I also like to give compliments. So if I notice something about someone, I usually tell them. And they'd be like...
0: Thanks and sometimes you. it literally is just noticing them. Yes. I am I'm, I'm amazed at how surprised people are when you're walking down yes. the street and you're like, hi, hi. And they're like, some people are like, I don't want to talk to you. Nope, don't talk to me. But, yes. but uh, I would say the bulk of the people are like, oh, I've been seen. I've been noticed. My husband someone. asked me
1: to stop at Burger King on the way home the other day. And a young lady that was uh, waiting on me at the window, I said, she has such a beautiful face. So she handed me back. I said, I just want to let you know you have such a beautiful face. She was like, thank you so much. Aw. These words of kindness could be saving moments. Yes. You don't know. And turning point moments. What people are fighting. Yeah. What thoughts they have in their head. And I really believe like. Because I used to contemplate suicide myself growing up. And I have a book called Moments okay, um, that talks about that. However, if you don't know if someone is just on the verge of something and your yeah. words could turn them. Could I agree. be a turning point. So that's why it's important. Another reason why it's important to exude and live in, in living a kind way. I love it. (laughs) And with that note, let's end
0: this on the kindness note. Thank you, Rhoda, for being here today. Thanks Mm -hmm. for having me. Thanks, everybody out there. Go Mm -hmm. be kind. Don't forget. Yes.